This is the New and Living Way podcast. We herald the one eternal redemptive purpose of God as it culminates and fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Covenant. Good evening. Welcome back to the New and Living Way podcast. And I'm your host, R.D. Pineda. Live, we are live via Facebook and YouTube uh, channel. We welcome uh, every viewers we have right now. And uh, as usual, uh, it's another episode of our uh, new, uh, new podcast. Uh, as usual, we are... Uh, we welcome every every viewers in the in every parts of the world. As uh, this uh, our priority or the the main purpose of this is uh, the audience with the in the in the Philippines. So good evening there in the Philippines and also here in the UAE. Good afternoon. So uh, if there are any early viewers, you would. Uh, would welcome all your shout out, your welcome, your greetings, whatever uh, comments you have uh, for our podcast. Uh, as usual, we are we are the first part of our program is to define a theological term. So we would not uh, without further ado, we will start with our theological term of the day. Our theological term of the day is uh, typology. Typology. Typology is uh, an exegetical device that is used in biblical theology that seeks to understand the relationship of the Old Testament to the New Testament, wherein events Persons or statements in the Old Testament are seen as types prefiguring or superseded by antitypes, events, or aspects of Christ or his revelation described in the New Testament. And examples of typology as we read the Bible, there are many typologies that we can read the Bible. Example is Jonah. Jonah was uh, three days in the belly of the fish, as we know, and after which he emerges, he emerges. Now, this uh, is seen in the New Testament, as we read, as a type of the Lord Jesus Christ in the state of uh, his death and his resurrection. And a lot of uh, typology also, like you see the, the Lord Jesus Christ being compared in John chapter 6, uh, that he is the true manna, the true bread that came from heaven, that he is uh, the, the one that we need to eat according to him. So he is the true manna. Uh, the manna that he is repairing is the manna in the in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, wherein the, the Lord... the God has given uh, the Israelites uh, a bread or manna and feed them for the rest of their wandering in the desert. So this uh, typology in the whole purpose, in typology, the whole purpose of the Old Testament is viewed as merely the provision of types for Christ. The antitype 
or fulfillment. So that device is concerning uh, the type. The type, the anti-type is the Lord Jesus Christ, the substance of all the typology that is uh, uh, we see in the Old Testament to, to understand that all these are the reality, the substance is the Lord Jesus Christ by which they are the type. So that is how typology works. And this is very crucial in understanding uh, biblical passages in the scripture, especially in the Old Testament. There are many types that, re that reflect the Lord Jesus Christ. And we will not, we will not go into comprehensive uh, details of that since we have that episode. But we will see also here in our episode uh, this uh, typology, how, how it works in, in terms of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the center of uh, the biblical uh, revelation. So, bago tayo pumunta sa episode 7, uh, meron na mga viewers. I see here the viewers. So, welcome all of you. Uh, mamaya, if you have, uh, if you want to have uh, questions, like just write your question in the comment, or uh, you can, if you want, you can be in the live stream here. So just click the click that I will put later, and you will be added here in the screen. So without without uh, further ado, we would want to go to, to our episode proper. Our episode for today that is uh, how did Jesus fulfill the law? How did Jesus fulfill the law? An exposition of Matthew 5, 17, 48. And our resource speaker, I'm privileged to, to be the resource speaker for, for tonight's topic. And it's like, for me, it's like, uh, it's, this is like a personal personal uh, study that began in my search for the true the true meaning of scriptures in understanding the the law as it relates to to our Christian life. Uh, back then, I was struggling to understand uh, my my the tension that I have in my heart about about the Sabbath. Uh, the Sabbath question in relation to this uh, law. So this is a result of a uh, uh, struggle and uh, uh, long, if I may say, years of study in searching the true meaning of what the Bible uh, states with regards to, to the Sabbath as it relates to, to the law. So my understanding of uh, the, the fulfillment in the Lord Jesus Christ of, of the law uh because because of my struggle with with the question of the sabbath that's why i, I searched for this uh, meaning so to, as an introduction of the the context uh how did jesus fulfill the law we uh unarguably this text this text is one of the most difficult uh, and complex passages of scriptures and fraught with uh, controversies and, and uh, debates. Mainly the question of how did Jesus fulfill the law? 
when uh, when he states that uh, in verse 17 do not think that i have come to abolish abolish them but to fulfill them so various interpretations of uh, great scholars and theologians are readily readily available in many commentaries as you can see in many commentaries of the views of uh, uh, various theologians and scholars. But the, but the question that I would like to propose or for this uh, subject is, which among this uh, interpretation is the most consistent exegetically and hermeneutically? As far as the, the context of the match, of the context of the Gospel of Matthew and the theme of Matthew and the preceding context of Matthew 5, which among the, the prevailing interpretations that we see in, in evangelical circles of what it means by, 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 it, by this enigmatic uh, statement of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, these passages uh, forms, the, forms the sine qua non, what is sine qua non? Sine qua non is a legal term for, for means, means without which it could not be. So this passage is like saying that this is absolutely indispensable or essential in understanding what, uh, how the Bible, uh, Bible's narrative fits together. So uh, the narrative of the scripture in its uh, through exegetical meaning of what the Lord Jesus Christ has, has said to us, what, what, what the Lord Jesus Christ meant when he said about uh, these things. So uh, this one would carry greatly with our understanding of uh, the relationship of the Old Testament to the New Testament, the relationship of the Old Covenant to the New Covenant, the relationship of law with grace, our understanding of faith and works, our understanding of justification with sanctification, and whether our practice, our what we do in the church, or what we preach in the church, is uh, either law, law works centric, or grace gospel centric. So this is. Very, this passage is very pivotal in how we understand uh, the scripture. Now, I would handle this passage with such caution as uh, and carefulness, not to not to, to bear much uh, offense to those uh, would differ in my in our in my understanding in my exeget uh, in exegeting this uh, passage. And if I would. Uh, if, if, if some of the passages that I will delve be in contrary to what your view and, you know, as brothers and sisters, we deviate or we, we differ. But at the end of the day, this is the words of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us that we should have utmost reverence to understand what the Lord Jesus Christ meant with this. As we can see in, in you know, in 1 Corinthians 2. First uh, Corinthians one uh, in twenty first uh, chapter one twenty five he said because of him the Lord Jesus Christ who became to us a wisdom from God uh, righteousness and sanctification and redemption so that as it is written let the one who boasts boast in the Lord 
So we view, we should view these words of the Lord Jesus Christ as uh, prevailing uh, from Him that we we have that uh, the, the answer or the wisdom that comes from Him in understanding the Scripture. So we 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 agree on uh, all of us. We are agreeing on this. Now I have entitled this in the. What is the relationship? The title of this uh, study is the relationship and fulfillment of the Lord Jesus Christ of the Old Testament in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the first part is the Matthew 5, 17, 20, this enigmatic phrase that, that the Lord Jesus Christ is king, as king, Jesus as king, and his kingdom Kingdom rule is the fulfillment of the Old Testament scriptures. So this, uh, the context of the uh, Gospel of Matthew is about the kingdom of God. No? The kingdom of God as it relates to, to Israel in the Old Testament with the prophecies of the king or the Messiah that, which was promised to Israel is now being fulfilled and being inaugurated in the coming of uh, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. As we see that in chapter 1 and 2, when, when uh, in the prologue of chapter 1 and 2, stating uh, first that the, the genealogy of Jesus Christ was in the line of David. So we see that in chapter 1 verse 22 chapter 1 verse 22 and all this took place to fulfill what the lord had spoken by the prophet behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name emmanuel now the word fulfill in this uh, 122 in this text is similar with our uh, our verse topic. I have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them. So that fulfill is the same word in chapter 122. And the second one is in Matthew 2.15. In Matthew 2.15, this was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet that out of Egypt I called my son. So that is to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet in, in, in the Old Testament. Out of Egypt I called my son is being applied to the Lord Jesus Christ, that son where in the Old Testament was repairing to Israel. But in this uh, Matthew 2, 22,
And so now let me execute Matthew 5, uh, 17, 48. Now my title is, as I've said, the relationship and fulfillment of the Old Testament in Jesus Christ. Uh, the purpose of Christ's coming or mission is to fulfill the whole Old Testament scriptures. So that is 1A. When he said, do not think that I have come, that I have come to abolish, but to fulfill them, the law and the prop the law and the law or the prophets in chapter 1034. These two sayings, do not think that I have come, were designed to set aside potential misunderstanding as to the nature of uh, the kingdom. So you do not think that I have come. That is a device is related in chapter 10:34. That these two sayings were designed to set aside potential misunderstanding as to the nature of the kingdom, but neither demonstrably close out of open confrontation the issue of Jesus' relationship to the law. So the comparison with uh, chapter 10:34 shows the antithesis that we will see later is not uh, absolute. It's not absolute. So in the in what the Lord Jesus Christ said na to abolish the law, what is the meaning of to abolish the law? Ano yung sinabi niya doon? What is the meaning of abolish? To abolish is to abolish, to abolish is to mean to destroy. In the context of Matthew, the the meaning of abolish is destroy or destruct a structure or a building. So that is to destroy. So when you when we understand that that the Lord Jesus Christ said not to abolish the law or the prophets means not to destroy the law or the prophets. So what is the law or prophets Jesus is repairing? not to abolish. So here we will see uh, three main views when it comes to understanding this, uh, this law or prophets uh, that I have said that you can see in, in commentaries. Number, letter A, what the understanding of law here. The law here as understood the the first position, which is the most popular uh, view among the Reformed uh, Baptists and Reformed uh, Presbyterian. The law means here is the Decalogue, the, the Ten Commandments that Jesus did not abolish but to fulfill. 
when he came and the ceremonial law and civil laws he came to abolish that we have covered in our previous uh, uh, episodes. So this is the standard reform uh, Presbyterian and Reformed Baptist view. That is the standard. That is that that is the view that I have understood at first, which I believe that uh, first when I was in the in the Reformed Baptist Church, yan yung yan yung very uh, popular view that the law or prophets or the law that is referring by the Lord Jesus Christ here is the Ten Commandments. So we will just hang it for that. If that is really the meaning of the law here. Number two, or letter B, the law means here the whole law of uh, Moses that Jesus came not to abolish but, but to fulfill, which means Jesus came to validate or establish or confirm the law. Now, this is the reform theonomist view for most of which is... Uh, uh, Greg Bansen. Kung kilala nyo si Greg Bansen, dito yung view niya. Ang, mean, ang view niya is that what, what Christ meant is to validate the whole law uh, or establish or confirm the whole law. The whole Old Testament law. Ang banggit na, ang banggit pa dito is the Older Testament Older Testament laws. Hindi niya sinabing Old Testament because of his uh, his a priori definition of the, you know in the new in the covenant theology that that Old Testament are just the Old Testament laws Older Testament law comparing to the newer Testament law in the context of covenant theology so ang ang, ang tingin niya dito ang nakikita niyang meaning ng Panginoong Hesus dito is not to abolish means or to fulfill, which means Jesus came to validate or establish or confirm the law. So, yun ba yung ibig sabihin ng Panginoong Isus sa view na to? We will uh, answer that later. And number three, the law or the prophets means the whole Old Testament scriptures. Now, this is the view of... Uh, Theologians such as uh, Don Carson, D.A. Carson, uh, D.J. Moe, uh, Fred Saspel, uh, John Ray Singer, Sam Storms, and also the view of uh, among Reformed theologians such as uh, Bernd Fortress, David Bandrunen, Matthew Tunuinga, Tunuinga, and lastly, this is the view or the sine qua non of NCT or the New Covenant theology. This is the this is the sine qua non of New Covenant theology as now being uh, attributed as the view as the sine qua non view of the New Covenant theology. But this is this is held also by as I have said by Reformed theologians such as Poitres, Bandrunen, Matthew Tawininga, and among others. That uh, but as far as I'm concerned, these three I have read some of their some of their articles or books like uh, Machu Tuininga has uh, uh, a blog repair, uh, explaining this. Machu ba uh, David Bandrunen also has article concerning the, the interpretation of this third, uh, third view. 
the third view, which is, as I've said, that the law, meaning the law or the prophets that the Lord Jesus Christ is repairing, is the old Old Testament scriptures. So, mahaba-haba ito, no? Be, 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 be patient with me. Na medyo mahaba-haba ang question na to, since this is quite a difficult passage. So, the question is, the question is, which among these three is the most consistent exegetically, hermeneutically, no? That's what we, that's, that's the theological term last week. That the final uh, arbiter is not as per our traditional interpretation, but which is the most consistent exegetically and hermeneutically. In other words, which is the most biblical? Which is the biblical one? Which is the biblical interpretation among these three as what the Lord Jesus meant uh, with this uh, enigmatic uh, statement? What is the relationship of abolish? To the word fulfill. Now the word fulfill, the word fulfill in Greek means Greek, original Greek is pleroo. So pleroo as per Strong's, uh, Strong's dictionary means concordance to make full or to fill up. Now, this just to understand the meaning, the Greek original pleroo does not, will not give us the, the easy understanding of what it means. But to make full up or to fill up is the basic definition. Now, the difficulty, yung, 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 yung difficulty nito is how did Jesus in the, con in his context of Matthew 5 relates this fulfilled in the context of his relationship with the law or the or prophets or the prophets. Now again, we will intersect with with other with with uh, some popular view of this understanding of uh, fulfilled. So in order that we can understand really what's in store here, the view of theonomism, uh, which I have said that uh, mainly Greg Bunsen form theonomy understand fulfill eh, to mean the opposite of abolish so to fulfill means to establish as i have said before or to validate or confirm or do the law or obey the law to validate the law he must do do or fulfill and the abol the opposite is abolish so in in the ordinary sense of when you want to abolish, one is you do. So the understanding here is to establish or validate or confirm or do the law. So yun yung pagkakaintindi When In the opposition, not to abolish, but to fulfill. Now, uh, there are two reasons why this is not plausible uh, interpretation. Yung yunang theonimism or in other parts of reform.
So, patu- uh, abang inihintay natin si Kuray, papatuloy ko lang to, na as I've said, yung view ng theonomy that the, the, the Jesus just, Jesus just uh, establishing or affirming the law or doing the law here, this proves by context because Matthew's context is that is the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ specifically this relationship the relationship of his teaching with the Old Testament so any such interpretations will not do justice or does not do ju- justice to the context of the of uh, Matthew 5 7 so it misses the point of the Lord Jesus Christ number two that it is not possible in that sense if if that is what Jesus intended to say, that means you are still under the law. If 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 uh, Greg Banson is right in his understanding that what he's saying is to establish the whole the whole Old Testament law, including as 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 uh, theonomy would say the ceremonial and moral as covenant theology classification, Christ validated. That's that's what that's what he's saying. Then that means we are still under the law. That. So then. Sige, technical difficulties Then this interpretation, yung interpretation na to will entail that all the old covenant laws. All, all, all the old covenant laws are still valid today because the next verse 18 states, For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until it's all is accomplished. So that verse 18, verse 18 this proves that Jesus came to validate the the the, the Lord or the Old Testament strength in the Old Testament because in 18 it states not an iota not a dot will pass from the law until it's accomplished it doesn't it doesn't uh, fit with with uh, Greg Bansen when he says that he, the Lord Jesus Christ is just establishing or re- reinforcing the law here or the old 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 testament law, no, including uh, the ceremony, including the everything, no, including uh, 
ceremonial and civil law. So if that is the case, in the new in the new covenant, the application of the old covenant law will still be applied in the new covenant law. Ano uh, anong magiging uh, implications niyan? We would be stoned to death when we are breaking the Sabbath, or homosexual will be stoned to death because in the old covenant law, that is punishable. There is a uh, uh, that's a crime, no? So it's it doesn't fit with what the Lord Jesus Christ says. On that. if if we would truly understand this, iota, not an iota, not a dot. That doesn't mean the iota is the smallest letter or the stroke. Not a dot is the smallest stroke. Iota is the smallest letter of uh, the scriptures. So it doesn't fit with what uh, the context in 18 is saying. So, ang isa pang understanding dito is that Jesus came not to abolish the law to mean the Decalogue. So this is the standard as I, uh, as I have the said earlier. That the understanding of uh, the law here is that Jesus came not to abolish is the Decalogue. The Decalogue only. No, this is the standard reform, meaning the ceremonial and the civil has been done away, has been uh, fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. The moral law, the eternal moral law, the perpetuity of the Decalogue is being met with what uh, Jesus is saying here. Is that the the is that what the Lord Jesus Christ meant? I don't think so, because three reasons. Three reasons this interpretation is not plausible. And in my humble opinion, forgive me with my, my friends who hold this, is the most unsustainable exegetically, therefore the most uh, unbiblical. Forgive me for saying this for three reasons. That category is not in the Bible. This is a theological construct. The definition that the law there the Lord Jesus Christ is saying is an a priori definition. It's a theological construct. It's a category constructed or invented by Catholic theologian Thomas Aquinas and carried over by the reformers, chiefly John Calvin. There is no, there is absolutely no biblical warrant of three categories or three divisions of the law, the scripture. On the contrary, the scripture teaches clearly that the law is a unit that can't be divided. We have covered that in our previous uh, episodes. And as con context again disproved it by verse 18, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot. Iota is the smallest letter of uh, the Greek alphabet. Not, not, uh, the smallest letter, no? or the stroke, not a dot is the stroke, will pass from the law. So, yun ba, yun ba yung pagkakaintindi ng mga, mga earlier, earlier hearers ng Panginoong Jesus na ang ibig sabihin doon ng law is already the, ten, the Decalogue? Or in the context is... Verse 18 is the most fitting context dun sa understanding or sa meaning ng law or the prophets. If, uh, 
So, yun yung three reasons na hindi yun ang meaning ng, ng law. Now, some understand the plero, 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 oh, plero oh, no? I'm not a uh, geek scholar, but plero oh, or the verb plero oh, means that Jesus came to fulfill, to fill up the law by providing, by providing his true spiritual meaning. That's Lenski. No? Good commentators, uh, makikita nyo sa mga library, si Lenski. Yun yung ibig sabihin ni, ni Lord, to provide its true spiritual meaning. Meaning in the context of uh, love of God and neighbor, and not the Decalogue. No, in the law that the love of God and neighbor, and not the Decalogue. Now, whether that is biblical, again, we will answer this later. Others see it as Jesus came to fill means the Otilo by extending its demand to a greater righteousness, which might be understood in the command to love. However, my objection there, if, if, this is, if this understanding is correct, what about the prophets? If only the law is being mentioned. Jesus is clearly referring to the scriptures as a whole and not only the Pentateuch, five books of Moses, or the classification law in the scripture. So the law, the law or the prophets that the Lord Jesus Christ is mentioning there is the old the whole Old Testament scripture is uh, the classification, uh, the normal classification law. When is when the Lord Jesus Christ law or the prophet is a classification of the scripture law, prophets, and sometimes uh, the Psalms is being is being alluded. So law and prophets means the whole Old Testament scriptures, and that is confirmed by verse eighteen. When you said not an iota, the smallest stroke or a dot, uh, not a, the smallest letter or the dot, the smallest stroke, will not uh, pass until all is fulfilled. So what really Jesus meant when he states this enigmatic, uh, difficult text. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish but to fulfill. The best interpretation of this difficult passage is that Jesus came not to abolish the whole Old Testament scriptures, but to fulfill, to fulfill them. And this is not my words. I will read this one. The best, the best interpretation of this difficult passage is that Jesus came not to abolish the whole Old Testament scriptures, but to fulfill them. In that the Old Testament scriptures points to him. Is, is their fulfillment. It was Jesus that the Old Testament anticipated all along. So the point of verse 17 antithesis between abolish and keep as per theonomies or reform understanding is not valid. The That that uh, automatic or immediate saying that you do or you abolish is not, is not the antithesis. The antithesis is between abolish and fulfill. The, 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 the question is, the, the question is not that Jesus' relationship with the law, but its relationship 
to him as R. Banks uh, stated in this commentary. So, it was the Lord Jesus Christ that the Old Testament is anticipating all along. It all pointed to him. That is the meaning of uh, verse 18, that every dot until every dot or iota is accomplished or is fulfilled, it will not pass. So that is the scripture in the Old Testament in the sense of uh, eschatological promises or prophecies that all Old Testament prophesies concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. He is their fulfillment. So I would quote, I want to quote uh, uh, Don Carson uh, of this uh, interpretation. The manner of the the manner of the prophetic foreshadowing varies. Now, the Exodus, as we have, uh, as I have noted in in Matthew, argues foreshadows the calling out of Egypt of God's son. That is referring to Israel in the Old uh, Testament, but now it's referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord Jesus Christ uh, called the Lord, they, they went to Egypt to escape the the escape death by by the by the ruler there no so the writer also to the hebrews argues that many cultic regulations of the old testament pointed to jesus and are now obsolete in the light of the antithesis the passage before us insists that just as jesus fulfilled all the prophecies by his person and actions so he fulfilled Old Testament law by his teaching. So in no case does this abolish the Old Testament as a canon any more than the obsolescence of the Levitical priest sacrificial system abolishes tabernacle ritual as a canon. Instead, the Otis, the Old Testament real and abiding authority must be understood through the person and teaching of him to whom it points and who so richly fulfills it. This is the commentary by Don Carson in Expositor's Bible Commentary, Matthew 5. This is the first book that I read. It is different from standard Reformed Baptist view. Verse 18 proves without a doubt that Jesus is referring to the whole Old Testament scripture and not the Decalogue in particular. And he said, until heaven and earth pass away, not iota, smallest letter, or title, smallest stroke, will pass from the law until all is accomplished, which means all is, all eschatological prophecies are fulfilled in Jesus up to the end of the age. Verse 19, whoever relaxes, ano naman to? Whoever relaxes is uh, being uh, uh, pitted with whoever does no? in verse 19 says whoever relaxes this commandment will be least but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great so there seems to be a grade a, gra a gradation or different uh, position in the coming kingdom of the lord jesus christ Kasi sabi dito, whoever relaxes these commandments will be least but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great now, this device is used by the Lord Jesus Christ frequently in the gospel. You, you, you know, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven in uh, Luke 12. Among the disciples, nag-aaway-aaway sila, sinong gustong maupo sa, sa kung 
malak, uh, sa trono, no? Sabi ng mga disciples, sabi ng Panginoon, whoever um, among you should be the least should be will be the great, no? So it's not it's not like the sabi niya, it's like it's not like the 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 rulers who it's not like the rulers who lord it over after them but you must be least in order to be great so yun yung yun yung device na ginagamit ng panginoong isus that whoever relaxes these commandments will be least but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great so merong parang nakikita dito na gra- gra- gradation sa sa kingdom of god so Ito ginagamit na text ng mga covenant theology. What are these commandments? These commandments, ano ba ito? Any, ano? Any interaction? Really? What are these commandments? Well, since you've been referring to the Old Testament, Uh, understandable. Uh, comprehensive the term commandments would comprehend uh, not only those written in the ten words, but uh, everything altogether. Yes. So, ang ano nun eh, ang lawak nung sinabi niya commandments, no? It's plural, no? So, uh, saan ba ako? Sa ano sa verse 19 whoever relaxes these commandments again uh, some argues that Jesus is referring to the whole mosaic law like bansin or the ten commandments yun yun naman ang sasabihin nila that these commandments are the ten commandments that I have already uh, proven that is not the case because as we have seen in the context this refers not to the Decalogue, and there is no mention of a unit here or the Decalogue being referred to, but the whole Old Testament scriptures ang tinutukoy dito. But the sense of the pas- the sense of the passage is with their fullest meaning, yung, 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 buong, yung fullest meaning nila or significance lies in the one is already been affected by the Lord Jesus Christ when he said he came to fulfill it. Uh, ano mo ba yun, Kuya Ray? Nakakuha mo ba yun? Affected na yung commandments na yun in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ as he fulfilled. Oo nga, iniisip ko nga eh. Diba? Affected na yun. So it's already pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ
Hindi na ako. Mawala. Ikaw ba na mawala o ako? So, commandments here, this commandment is what Jesus is referring here is the Old Testament commandments. As he pointed to him, for their significance lies in the one it pointed to. As we have said that the Lord Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the Old Testament scripture. So this should be interpreted and obeyed in the light of the one it pointed to. So this, this Old Testament should be interpreted in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, in light of its fulfillment in Him. Ano naman yung ano naman? Tama, tama. Oh. Kasi a bit later, di ba, doon niya bibitawan yung mga words, I say to you, it was said of old, but I say to you. So in other words, magkakaroon na lang change over from the old to the new and the yeah. new commandments. So, hawak na ni Lord yung interpretation nun. Uh, diba? Yung, yung significance ng Old Testament is hawak na niya. Kasi nagkaroon na ng pagbabago eh. Kasi nipulfill na niya. So, ang, interp- ang understanding mo ng Old Testament laws is with reference to its fulfillment in the Lord Jesus Christ, in His teachings, as we can see uh, later. So, when you know him, no? So, again, I would like to quote uh, Don Carson, master of this uh, interpretation. The entire law and the prophets are not scrapped by Jesus' coming, but fulfilled. Therefore, the commandments of these scriptures, even the least of them, on distinctions in the law, must be practiced. But the nature of the practicing has already been affected by verse 17 to 18. The law pointed forward to Jesus, his activity, and his teaching, so it is properly obeyed by conforming to his word as it points to him. So he, in fulfilling it, establishes what continuity it has, the true direction to which it points, and the way it is to be obeyed. Thus, ranking in the kingdom turns on the degree of conformity to Jesus' teaching as the teaching fulfills Old Testament revelation. His teaching toward which the Old Testament pointed must be obeyed. Very, very good. Theologian Don Carson. As I said, it's all, not only Don Carson uh, holds this uh, this interpretation. Other reform uh, theologians hold this also, like Burn Fortress, uh, Van, uh, David Van Drunen, Matthew Twininga. So it's not reserved for New Covenant theology, but it's. Ayan, Verse 20. For I tell you, unless your righteousness Now in verse 
Naano na ako dun sa tunog. Dali ah. Uh, using ko lang. Ayun, wala na. Bigla-bigla lumilitaw. <laughs> so verse 20 naman, Kuya Ray. Yung verse 20. For I tell you, unless your righteousness... continue to verse 20 uh, for I tell you unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees you will never enter the kingdom of heaven paano mo i-relate yung kuya sa 17 to 19 yung verse 20 general understanding nito, hindi ba? Uh, the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees are measured by the works of the law. Wala ka na naman. Wala So in other words, in other words, there must be a righteousness that exceeds that which is measured by the works of the law, which uh, which consists the righteousness of the Pharisees and the scribes, di ba? Yun. Uh, kung tama understanding ko. Tama. So, ang binabanggit dito ni, ni Lord is, if your righteousness is that, is the same with the Pharisees and the and the Sadducees, the scribes, is that kind of righteousness, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So, which righteousness that will that will qualify you to enter the kingdom of heaven? If the if the righteousness of the, if the righteousness of the Pharisees and the scribes, if you will not exceed the righteousness, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven, according to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, which righteousness that exceeds? The righteousness of scribes and Pharisees. Uh, righteousness. The righteousness of Christ. Although hindi yan sinasagutan dito sa verses, makikita uh, naman natin sa simula ng Sermon on the Mount, sa Beatitudes. Kalukuloko na itong voice ko. Ah, uh, uh, sige. So what I was saying was, hindi man sinasagutan dito sa immediate context kung ano yung righteousness that exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. Uh, in the opening words of the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, makikita natin doon kung ano ang tunay na diwa ng taong uh, Ano galing yung galing yata yung tulog sa electric fan mo kuya Ray? Hindi kaya? Ay, sa electric fan ko. Matagal sandali ah. Malamang. Ayun. Ayun, nawala. Ayun nga. 
Yan, sa laging okay. kanila pa, yung pala yun. <laughs> okay. Okay lang. Pang, pang paano lang yun. Pampagood vibes. Bumubuga pala sa mic, hindi mo sila. Okay, okay. So, sige, tuloy mo kaya yung uh, point mo. Ah, sinasabi ko lang kasi, di ba, the Sermon on the Mount opens with the Beatitudes, which actually yeah. describes the inner qualities of uh, the believer. Yes. Hindi sinagutan kasi dito sa verse 20, ano, kung ano yung righteousness, righteousness that exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. Sinabi lang so, ni Jesus dito, unless your righteousness exceeds, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Hindi naman sinabi sa atin dito immediately kung ano yung righteousness na yun. Mm-hmm. Pero we all know, yung opening, ano nga, opening segment ng Sermon on the Mount were the Beatitudes. So it describes what I I, I would suppose that uh, righteousness is. Being poor in spirit, being uh, mourning, being meek, and hungering and thirsting for the true righteousness, di ba? Yeah. So, I agree with that. And I would also... Pwede rin tayong tumalang sa experience ni Paul, pero malayo na yun. Oh, hindi ko rin nakikita yon Pero nakikita ko yon dun sa antithesis, yung point ng Panginoong Isus, in the following antithesis. Yung understanding oh, mo na from... if, if, if you are others or the Pharisees understanding of let's say and yung present thesis ng an, ng adultery they thought that based sa experience ni, ni Apostle Paul yung sinayer niya sa Philippians chapter 3 alam natin hmm. kung ano yung outlook ng righteousness of the Pharisee di ba oh. and we all, we all, we also know from there what the righteousness that exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees are pero Ano na, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Nasa Matthew 5 tayo. Pero, Although yeah. may understanding tayo nun. Ang tingin ko naman is uh, sa, sa, sa immediate, immediate passage ng 21, the antithesis itself, that the righteousness that Jesus demands that is exceeds the righteousness of, of the Pharisees is with regards to the Decalogue Ah, the, the antithesis that, in other words, that the righteousness that the law pointed to in the antithesis that follows. Ah, uh, oh, tama, tama. Yun ang ako, tingin ko. Okay, sa antithesis niya. Kasi, doon tayo, dat, na tayo dadating mag-a-unfold, ngayon. So, Mag-a-unfold oh. siya sa, sa following verses. Kung ano yeah. yung difference ng righteousness ng Pharisees and scribes doon sa... Right, true righteousness uh, that fulfills the law. Yung, oh, yung, yung Thank you. 
already committed adultery in your heart is in the Old Testament in the original uh, law or specified commandments that thou shalt not commit adultery wherein lust is already in the adultery as, as understood by the reformed people or is it direct is is it a direct quote of Moses when he said, "Thou shall uh, uh, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment." Yung pangalawa, kasi enumerate na natin yung yung mga yung but I say unto you, iwan mo na natin yun. So does but I say unto you, which forms uh, the praise, which forms antithesis. Kasi sabi ni Christ, but I say unto you. Diba? That's why it's being said that it is antithesis. Because the Lord Jesus Christ, but I say unto you. Does this praise mean Jesus is just explaining the true meaning and spirituality of the law? Or he is pointing it in its true direction that he can change, annul, or intensifies? Yun ang question dun sa dalawang uh, uh, yun ang question ngayon uh, pupunta tayo. So, yan yung, yan yung pinaka-body nung uh, exegete ko. No? Now, if we apply the the, applic- the, the, the the antithesis as with these two devices, when Jesus said, you shall not murder and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. Sabi kasi no mga no mga sa reform, standard reform view is wala dun yung liable to judgment. Kaya sinasabi na aberration yun or misunderstanding yun ng mga rabbis. Hindi sinabi ni Moses na yung second portion, wala dun yung will be, will be liable to judgment. Anong tingin mo dun, Perry? based dun sa ating Wala ka kuya Ray? Wala kang sound? Wala kang sound? 
Hindi ko naririnig. Mike? Yan, 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 yan. Meron na. Yan, meron na. Meron na? Meron na, meron na. Meron na? Hmm. De, ano naman, not everything in the, in the verses was a uh, direct uh, was directly attributed to Moses diba except yung words nung commandment you shall not murder hmm. yes so ang tanong doon ah uh, kahit kahit pero kahit wala uh, doon yung oh sige kahit wala doon yung hindi lang ano, kasi hindi lang kasi yung 10 commandments per se yung uh, Anong tawag dito? Hindi lang yung Ten Commandments per se ang sinusupersede ng mga ano eh, ng mga sayings ni Jesus. Eh. Diba? As we have agreed, it's the entire Old Testament, Old Covenant, uh, the Law and the Prophets, diba? Sabi. Hello? Wala ka na. So sige, as I said, the antithesis is between what people have been taught of old, what people have heard from old, and all these things are uh, superseded by the words of Jesus Christ where he says, I say to you, Ito na yung bagong ano, ito na yung bagong standard. Ito na yung bagong salita. Bagong mga kautusan. Dahil according to verse 17 nga, as Brother Rudy explained, he is the fulfillment of all these uh, commandments or the entire uh, of the law and the prophets. So everything should be interpreted in terms of Jesus Christ and his sayings. Okay, if you will observe, at the end of the Sermon of the Mount, Sermon on the Mount, it's verse 24 and chapter 7, there's only one standard left. When Jesus says, whoever hears these sayings of mine, Yun na lang ang natitira, yun na lang nalalabi at the end of the day. So that's what we all have to record with. The sayings or the words of Jesus Christ. Kasi hindi lang naman yung hindi lang naman yung law ang in-expound dito. Yun na in-expound after nung uh, from verse 21 up to the end of chapter tuntunin ng new covenant. Nawala ako dito kasi nagkaroon. Nawala ako eh. Kaya nagsalita. <laughs> nagsalita lang ako ng salita. Wala. Ano nangyari? Magka-power interruption dito kanina. Parang merong nag-circuit breaker na nag-ano.
So apologies to our viewers na nawala ako. Pero ayan na, pero nagaano pa yung yung mic ko. Ano yung sinasabi mo kaya? Can you please <laughs> Ano, repeat na hindi ko na ano, nasundan. Repeat. Yan na, malapit na ako. Malapit na. Ako na. Oh, sige lang na ano, iaano ko muna yung ano. Yung avatar sige, ko. Sinasabi ko. Ang sinasabi ko, uh, yung antithesis is between not just what uh, Moses said, but what uh, has been heard and what the people have been taught from old in contrast to the words of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. any interpretation of uh, Old Testament scriptures, laws, commandments that does not uh, conform with Jesus Christ being the fulfillment of the law and the prophets will be in error, di ba? Mm-hmm. Um, Tapos sabi ko nga, at the end of the day, pag tinignan mo sa chapter 7 and verse 24, we, all, we, we will only reckon with one standard. Sabi ni Jesus, whoever hears these sayings of mine, yun na lang ang kaya sa isang uh, pamantayan na kailangan nating tingnan. Pagkatapos nitong paliwanag mo na uh, he came to fulfill, not to abolish, ito na lang yung kaya sa isang pamantayan. Ano ba ang mga salita ni Heso Kristo, ni Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. Na sinasabi dito, if anyone listens and does them, he is a wise man. And if anyone mm-hmm. does not listen and does not do them, he's like a fool, di ba, who built his house on the sand. Yun na lang ang ano eh. That's the only standard left. After Jesus' sayings, there's no other standard. So, may nakikita... Except the words mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Um, and in his capacity, mm-hmm. in his capacity, as you explained, as fulfilling Old Testament, types and prophecies, diba? So, ang tanong doon, can we, you know, can we yung necessarily discern precisely what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing here in terms of uh, specific commandments with the law? Ang tanong eh, ang tanong doon is, eh, does the Lord Jesus Christ merely interprets Moses or explaining him na nandun na, nandun na sa law all along. Or there is some kind of uh, advance or a change or addition to what Moses has said. So in this particular uh, verse 21 with regards to the murder, eh, ang tanong eh, does the hatred, the hatred uh, prohibition of the Lord Jesus Christ was already in the in the commandments thou shall not murder mm-hmm. yun ang yun ang mm-hmm. yun ang ano kasi diyan eh sa whether the lord jesus christ is here uh doing an doing a deepening let's say a deepening or of the murder prohibition or some kind of uh, advance not not strictly discontinuity because we say we said no, he affirms adultery. He affirms that mm. 
thou shalt not commit adultery. But is that merely an, uh, an explanation or an uh, exegete of Moses? Does he only exegete Moses that it's all uh, latent in the in the in the in that uh, commandments? Specifically in that in the Decalogue, diba? Does it is is it uh, the, the the prohibition not the, the prohibition not uh, the, the prohibition not to hate is already in the in the commandment that shall not murder. Yun ang tanong doon. Oh, naintindihan ko. Kasi ang but ang tanong actually is ano eh, was was there already a hermeneutics that existed in that time in order for some uh, for a student or somebody reading the law to understand it in the way that Jesus Christ explained it. Yes, yeah, tama. Nandun na ba hermeneutics? Nandun na ba yung oh, nandun na ba yung uh, hatred oh, sa commandment na Russian not murder. Oh. Or eto na yung bagong ano? Bago. Eto na yung so, bagong yun hermeneutics. Diba? Yun. Yun. Ito yung bagong Sakto. paraan para unawain mo. Kasi hindi naman siya ano eh. It was not abolished eh. Diba? Oh, this, not exactly discontinuity. Makikita natin. That is adultery. Pero meron siyang inad. Oh, yun ang no ano. Hatred. Yung... O pwede natin uh, sabihin advance or defend Sabi, ng, sabi ni Fred sa spell, either deepened or advanced, but not necessarily same with uh, thou shalt not commit adultery na latent na yung hatred. Kasi sabi ng mga covenant theology, theology Reformed Baptist or Reformed Petitian, the standard, you know, kapag nag, uh, ang, ang root down ng murder is hatred. So nandun na daw yun. Actually, yung question ng hermeneutic, <laughs> yung question ng hermeneutic, galing kay Zaspel yun. Ha? Galing oh, kay oh, Zaspel yun. Tama, tama. So, oh. was, 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 was there already a hermeneutic whereby that commandment or that word could have been understood this way? Yes. Hmm. Or could have, uh, oh, Nung bang, nung bang sinulat yun, uh, yun na yung, oh. pasok, pasok na ba sa banga itong pagkakaunawa mm. na to O hindi pa? Hindi pa. Mm. Wala pa. pa. Kaya nga, the new and living way. Tama. <laughs> Kaya man, tama. So, pangalawa, so, tama, hindi ko. base dun sa 1720, di ba? Kung, Babalik tayo, yun yung, yung underpinning eh, yung 17 to 20 na pinufulfill ni, ng Panginoong Jesus yung, yung teachings ng Old Testament when it comes to adultery. Ito eh, na yung direction ng Old Testament, yung teachings ng Panginoon concerning adultery. So bago, advance. Uh, uh, bago. Or sabi ni Saspel, deepening. O kung bago, bago. Kasi... Uh, ah, hatulan ka lang naman noong araw, noong 
nung panahon ng lumang ano, lumang tipan. Base dun sa mga ano eh, di ba? Base dun sa uh, mga panlabas na regulasyon. Tama. Eh sinasabi ni Jesus, ultimong yung kaisipan na nasa loob ng puso mo, hahatulan ka. Hmm. Wala yun dun sa, ano, wala yun dun sa, wala yun dun. Wala yun, wala yun dun sa, wala yung kaunawa na yun dun. Nawala ka na naman, Kuya Ray. Nawala ka na naman, boys. Wala. Wala. Wala ka. Lime boys mo. Meron na? Mm. Meron na. Meron na. Meron na. Meron na. Wala daw. Yan. Meron na. Okay na. Okay na. Hindi, inalis ko na yung headgear. Ah, okay, okay. Inalis ko na headgear ko eh. Ano kayo ma? Sir. Jeep, yung pula. So medyo ano yun, ano? Medyo tricky yun, ano? Oh. Yung deepening, new, ano, yung new hermeneutic. Pero ang mahalaga nga, yung in-explain mo sa verse 17, na yung fulfillment, ay natupad kay Jesus yung old yung law and the prophets di ba yun ang ibig sabihin ng food hindi para tupanin o gawin hindi o niya, establish hindi ibig sabihin hindi ibig sabihin tinupad niya na ginawa oh ginawa o, o, o sinunod oh sinunod o ginawa By the way, lala, labas din lalabas labas din dito yung uh, imputed active obedience yung IAO. Uh, Jesus came mm-hmm. to obey perfectly. May uh, side ano pala hindi ko nilagay yun sa other view no. Dito yung sinasabi ng iba eh yung imputed active obedience to the law of uh oh, nalalapit na ngayon sa Bible ko yan. Yung ibang gano'n ang pag-iisip dun sa I have come not to abolish the law but to fulfill all the Old Testament laws that he perfectly obeyed. That's the imputed active uh, obedience. Hmm. So anyway, yun yung ibalin natin. Nun. So but, sa pangalawang intathesis, gano'n na naman. No? Uh, sa ano naman yung... Uh, yung sa divorce parang different pangatlo na yun divorce oh pangatlo Ay, na yun pangalawa pala adultery adultery pala pangalawa. oh nauna kasi yung ano eh nauna yung murder oh tapos adultery parang pareho oh, sa ito, katulad ni katulad nitong divorce wala naman to sa 10 commandments oh tama so hindi lang yung 10 commandments yung ino-overhaul na 
ni Jesus Christ. Eh. Hindi lang yung Ten Commandments na tinutukoy dito. Buong ano eh. Buong uh, isang ano, isang pakyaw. Buong oh. ano. Old Coven. <laughs> oh. So, ang tingin mo dun sa prohibition ng adultery? Parang nakikita ko parang parallel sa na, sa first antithesis. Kasi he who looks lustfully to a woman has already committed adultery in his heart. Diba? Parang uh. parallel dun sa, sa hatred, nang galing sa puso. Oo. Uh, uh. Diba? At saka binibigyan tayo ng, ano, ng bagong batayan ng pag uh, tingin sa mga kautusan. Kaya nga sabi, di ba, unless your righteousness exceeds that of Yun. the Pharisees. Eh, yung hmm. mga Pharisees, ito siguro, ito, ano nila to eh, ito yung pananaw na umiiral eh, hmm. tungkol sa mga kautusan, di ba? Hmm. Hmm. So ngayon, inibigyan tayo ng bagong ano, bagong pananaw sa isang ano, isang lumang Uh, ano, lumang pahay- kapahayagan no? kapahayagan lumang pahayag. mm. so tingin mo parallel yan sa pareho yan sa murder pareho no? Sabi oh, pareho, mo, siya, pareho siya <laughs> pareho <mo>. siya <laughs> o yung divorce yung antithesis sa divorce parang iba yung a divorce ha Oh, mahirap magsalita ng divorce kasi sa Amerika may divorce. Sa divorce, sa divorce, uh, parang uh, legal ang divorce sa Amerika. Parang meron siyang binawas. Ay, hmm? uh, what, lo- what Moses uh, allowed, Jesus forbids. Parang nakikita ko uh, niya. What Moses allows, Jesus forbid. Kasi, uh, dun, sa, dun sa divorce, uh, kahit anong reason, pwedeng magbigay ng, pwedeng mag-divorce. Uh, uh, Magbibigay lang ng certificate, di ba? Uh, Pero sa kanya, except on the ground of sexual immorality. Uh, so, ano yun? Parang deafening yan, ano? Oh, what Moses allowed, the Lord Jesus Christ forbid. So, ang dapat, ang nakikita ko dito, Pinatama Marisa, niya kasi. Pinatama um, niya lahat ng ano, lahat ng maling pananaw. Maling so, nakikita ko doon, yung inalaw kay, inalaw kay Moses, divorce. Sabi di ba niya, doon sa ibang gospel, permitted. It was permitted. But it was not the true intention of divorce. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ now is saying, uh, unless for sexual immorality only in this context, you will not deal with the interpretation. So I mean, mga nuance ng interpretation dyan. Kung, uh, pero yun lang isang clause na, na nakalagay no, sa Matthew or in the other, in the older translation, fornication, di ba? Except it be for fornication. Doon ka lang makakapag-divorce. Makakapag-file ng divorce. If we can say that is in the new covenant uh, era. Na ang divorce is only 
when uh, when a when a party is co committed sexual immorality or fornication. So bago na naman yon. Inalis niya uh, naman yon yung mas hinigpitan niya. Sa tingin ko, di ba? Oo nga, oo nga, oo nga. Mas hinigpitan niya. Oo. Oh, oh. Hinigpitan niya, oh, tama. Natingin ko, no? Hinigpitan niya. May support. Tapusin na natin itong 6. Ano naman ang inaano doon? Yung sa 33-34. Parang ano doon? 33-34, eh, ano? Swearing, no? Perjury. Perjury or lying ba yan? Perjury. Perjury, no? Oo. Uh. Nasa ano yan, yung pinoprohibit niya yung sumumpa ka sa, sa, sa ngalan ng Diyos, yung sa oath. Parang may, may ano doon, may hyperbole doon. Hindi, hindi, hindi ko alam yung... Hindi ko alam yung background nito eh pero baka naging laganap din kasi itong ano eh. Baka naging laganap din yung basta nag-oath lang sila. I oath, oh. di ba? That I will tell in in yung sinasabi ni Lord doon eh no? na uh, you should again, you have heard that it was said to those of old you shall not swear falsely. So perjury yun no lying against an oath for what you have sworn. Yeah. Do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God. So again, uh, ang question jan is uh, ano yung ano yun? Abrogation ba yun o inaallow sa Old Testament ngayon? Mayroon sinasabi naman ng Panginoon na wag wag mong gawin. So, parang may ba, may binabago na naman siya. May binabago na naman, yun ang, yun ang ano doon eh. So, see, sa, sa, old, sa Old Covenant, sa Old Testament, yung mga commands uh, tungkol sa oath, nire-regulate ni Moses para ma-insure yung, yung, ano, yung katotohanan, yung honest, di ba? Magsusumpa ka to swear that you are saying honestly. Di ba? Nire-regulate yung oath. Uh-huh. So yung mga yung mga Jews eh basta lang nag-oath sabi niya do not swear eh sabi ngayon ng Panginoon wag kang mag-oath di ba para may bawas doon may may may, may bago doon Hindi natin masyadong comprehensively you know, due to time uh, number 5 yung next Leonis Oh, six. Uh, Next talionis, an eye for an eye, tooth for the tooth. Bago ba to o ano? Kasi you have heard of old, sabi ni Lord. Uh, uh, sa, uh, an eye for an eye, tooth for the tooth. Very clear yan sa, sa Old Testament. Sa, sa passage yan. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So ano naman Possibly ang ano yun? Kasi na, tinatama niya yung mga, ano, yung mga maling kapatid. Oo, oo. Kaya tama. Uh, not nec- Meron quote ako kay, ano dito eh, 
kay Carson yung sinasabi niya eh. At ito, hindi ko na hindi ko na ilagay. Ito yung sabi ni Carson no, patungkol doon sa ano. Uh, if the antithesis are understood in the light of this interpretation, verse 17:20, then Jesus is not engaged there. Hindi siya primarily engaged in extending or annulling or intensifying Old Testament law, but in showing the direction in which it's point. On the basis of his uh, own authority, to which again the OT points, this may work out in any particular case to have the same practical effect as intensifying the law or annulling some element. But the reasons for that conclusions are quite different. Are quite tama, different. Tama, tama. So, so Depende sa tinitingnan mong law o kasabihan kung paano niya kung paano niya interpret yun. Either dagdagan niya o bawasan katulad ng sinabi mo yung yung law sa divorce hinigpitan niya. Hmm. Yung law sa swearing ina, inaayos niya. Depende sa kanyang depende sa role ni Jesus Christ as the as, fulfillment yeah, of Old Testament ano uh, of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So depende ngayon. Parang ito yung ano, ito yung linya. May continuity eh, sabi ni Carson eh, may continuity eh. Mm-hmm. Pero yung continuity na yon nagkaroon ng uh, nagkaroon ng ano tawag mo dito Hindi, nagkaroon ng bumps yung continuity dahil sa mga maling pagtuturo. Mm. Na ngayon, binabago niya, tinatama niya, ayon sa role niya, nakatayuan niya bilang fulfillment of Old Testament. Mm. Yung sinasabi ni, sinabi niya sa mga Jews, di ba? Uh, Moses wrote about me. Tapos sabi niya rin, di ba? Yung scriptures eh, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life but mm-hmm. it is uh, the scriptures who testify of me so it, based on the role niya as the fulfillment of the old testament etong mga specific laws specific commandments specific uh, mga sayings tinatama niya ayon sa kung paano ito uh, inuunawa sa, sa pagdating niya Oh, sa pagdating oh. niya, sa kanya. Oh. Yun ang sinasabi sa, ni Carson. Sabi sa, oh, sabi sa sabi sa chapter 7 as one having authority. Di ba? As oh, one having yung, authority. Ano, Not just nasa ano yun, no? Matthew 7 yung tw- so last verse. Oh, last verse. Nang 6 ba or nang 7? 7, 7. Oh, 7. Oh. Kaya nga ang pinakaano nito yung pinaka conclusion ng 5 chapter 5 to 7 sinabi ni Jesus whoever hears these sayings of mine yan so um, yun we're left with only one standard to reckon with these sayings yun yun. of mine Amen. at yung sayings na yon ano yon logos yon mm-hmm. yun yung logos you was Mga teaching them yung sinasabi ko sa verse 29 for he was teaching them as one who had authority. Uh, the the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority, not as their scribes. Uh, sabi ni, ano, 
Sabi ni John Reisinger, uh, but I say unto you, na book. Sabi niya doon, kung ang role ni Lord Jesus Christ dito is just to interpret Moses of the true meaning, eh bakit pa napako sa krus ang Panginoong Yesus? <laughs> Parang rubber stamp lang siya, sabi ni, ni, ni John Reisinger. Rubber stamp lang ang Panginoong Yesus. That's very different with with the New Testament uh, revelation like in I uh, previously stated dun sa sa ano mo sa episode mo yung sa, sa transfiguration uh, between uh, uh, Moses so then not as just the scribe not just as a rabbi is greater listen to him uh, God the Father said So tapusin na natin tong ano para mag meron pang mga kung may magtanong. Yung naman sa ano sa last last uh, antithesis. Love your neighbor. So, meron diyan sabi niya. Uh, ano ba yung sabi niya sa sa huli? Anong chapter? Five pa din. Oh, oh you shall love You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Meron ba yun sa, sa old hate your enemy? Again, doon naman sa, doon na naman yun papasok sa misunder, misunderstanding ba yun? O nandun pa, nandun pa rin talaga yun? Nandun ba talaga yun sa Old, Test, old Testament? You hate your enemy. I believe nasa Old Testament. Nasa Old Testament yun. You know, ang, ang, sa tingin ko, ang tinutuwid ni Christ dito, yung outlook ng mga Hudyo sa mga kaaway nila. Eh. Kasi dinagdag nila yun. Tungkol sa mga kaaway nila. Eh. Pero, pag, oo, oh, isa rin, isa rin yun. Pero mas, mas nakikita ko dyan yung, like sa Psalms, yung hmm. uh, uh, absolute hatred for God's enemies. Yung mga sa Psalms ni, di ba? that although not verbatim sa isang portion ng scripture makikita naman natin yan sa sa like sa Psalms yung hatred towards uh, enemies of God in that sense so para Hindi, sa akin pa, pero naka, kaya ko naman sinabi yun kasi kaya ko naman sinabi yung tinatama ni Jesus yung yung outlook ng mga Hudyo ng mga non-Jews. Kasi naka, ano siya eh, naka, naka-prefix yung ano eh, you shall love your neighbor. Mm. Mm. And hate your enemies. So, so dinagdag nila yon hate your enemies. Although, so, maaaring related yan doon sa sinasabi mo. Ah, uh, Kasi sabi nga, it was it was said, you have heard it was said. I think hindi yan, hindi yan verbatim sa isang portion. Pero yung, uh-huh. yung napasa na yun na, and hate your enemy. Kasi sa Old Testament, sa Psalms lang, maraming portion doon na sinasabi kahit si David. I, uh, or isang pal- I hate your enemies, God's enemies, with absolute hatred. Parang ganun, di ba? So ngayon, pagdating sa... Pagdating sa bago, sa bagong tipan, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So it's very radical na na 
papanalangin mo yung kaaway mo at papanalangin mo. Oo nga. Napaka-radical nun kasi papanalangin mo. Sabi pa ni Lord, di ba? Uh, ano ba yung sinabi niya sa ibang verse? Pero sabi niya, if you, those, if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Parang hindi mo papansinin oh. o hindi mo kikibuin. <laughs> sa ngayon, di ba? Di ba? Parang yun, nakikita ko dun eh. <laughs> hindi yung dededmahin mo lang na nagkasala laban sa'yo, dededmahin mo lang. Eh, kasi sa Old Testament, parang iwalay talaga yung, yung talagang hatred mo eh. Although nando doon, no? pero parang nakikita ko dyan, huwag eh. mo lang deadmahin. No? Ano? Pag-pray mo, yung nagpe-persecute sa'yo. So, hindi so, naman, hindi na natin ano yung comprehensive dahil uh, one hour and 40 minutes na. So, kung meron pang mga gusto magtanong, this uh, uh, concludes uh, our episode or want to amplify something, uh, mga brothers, Uh, and on uh, this is the portion of Q&A. Um, Q&A na tayo. So, hope, uh, hopefully, uh, I've uh, explained, execute properly yung uh, Matthew 5.17 in this Fibotel Passage. It's a lifelong, one of my lifelong verse study. Magkaroon ng paradigm shift sa understanding ko sa Sabat and what in this sa law, understanding ng reform, reform Baptist in particular sa nagbago yung pananaw ko sa biblical understanding na na, na sinerge ko for most of my years in the church na nagkaroon ng, ng pagbabago that brought about hindi ko pa, sina, hindi ko pa alam yung NCT binabasa, binasa ko na yung Matthew 5 uh, commentary ni Don Carson wala ako diba? nawawala ka? nawawala ko? Ako, nawala yan. Hindi, okay ko lang. Nandiyan ka lang. So, basa tayo ng mga com- comments dito. O, si Brother Leonard. Good evening, Rose. Good evening, Brother Leonard. Kung nanonood ka pa. And si Quits. Nawawala ka po. Bro RD. O, kanina nawawala ako kasi... Nung nawala ako, nung uling nawala ako, nawala ako uli, eh, nagkaroon na intermittent power outage dito. Sandali lang naman, siguro may nag, ano, sa breaker. So, kaya nawawala ka nila. So, kung wala na magtatanong uh, sa oras na to, we'd like to thank sa Kuya Ray for being my interactor sa episode na to we will uh, conclude our episode 7 thank you very much for all our viewers 
for tuning in for the past one hour and 45 minutes. And please support us by your by your likes, your follow us in Facebook and YouTube and all our podcast uh, platform like uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean.com, uh, Spotify. So, uh, ito mga leading uh, leading podcast platform. Please support us by your by your follows and likes. We'd like to thank you for all our viewers and like I would like to say good night and God bless and see you next week for another episode of the new and living way. Good night. purpose of God as it culminates and fulfilled the Lord Jesus Christ in the new covenant.